Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Untold Stories from Below the Line. My name is Nathan. And my name is Maggie. And we are past the 70 days of our quarantine. Yes, we are in today. I think, yeah, we're very close, to, either very close to 70 or passing 70. Yeah. So, um, so we're today we're talking to Carissa Kiefer. She works in wardrobe, but she also works alongside her husband um, and producing things, making things in Hollywood. Um, so we're going to talk about her experience in Hollywood and with uh, COVID-19. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you want to introduce yourself, Carissa? Tell us more about you. Sure. Thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, my name's Carissa and um, I am a native Montanian uh, way, 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 way in the, in the podunks of, of nature. Um, <laughs> I grew up with a single mom, just traveling, uh, moving around a lot. Uh, my life growing up was very down to earth and, um, very active lifestyle outdoors and all that. Um, I think that kind of helped ground me in a sense now mm-hmm. living in the very hustle bustle of LA. I, I didn't really realize my passion until I actually didn't get accepted to the college that I wanted or thought I wanted to be going to. Um, of course, it was the cool thing to do. Everyone went, you know, I had good grades, all of that. And I don't, I couldn't to this day tell you why I wasn't accepted because I clicked all the boxes, but I think it was a bigger picture of like, that wasn't supposed to be for me. And it was God saying, Hey, I don't want you there. And I needed that real shock, uh, cried my eyes for days, but then realized after my mom sat me down and said, wait a minute, look around, look at your room, even look at who you are, look at the things you love to do. All things creative was just my passion. I did photography. Like I just loved anything visual. And so she's like, let's, um, let's, instead of, you know, the four-year career, let's, let's look into other options. And, uh, I, we looked into FITM right away and it just, everything was so smooth and so perfect. So that was pretty cool to see like, okay, mm-hmm. I needed a little shock in, in order to get to where I needed to be. Um, and I really always thank, thank my mom for that too. Cause she, as a parent really like helped me follow my passion and dream and yeah. didn't want to like n- ignore it in a sense, you know? So that was really cool. Wow. And, That's amazing. Um, That's beautiful. That's a fabulously, like, I don't know, it, it is a full, yeah, well-rounded story. Yeah. Um, very romantic <laughs> in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, what is your job title now? Right. So, um, I mean, out in the quote-unquote world, I'm a stylist, but honestly, like, I can't even, I don't feel like I fall in that title right now, especially in COVID. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, I'm a full-time mom. Um, well, I've, I've actually had that, um, that as a bigger title, I feel like, or a priority to me for the last 10 years. Um, I, I, I love what I do or what I have a passion for. Like I am styling, but actually for the last 10 years, um, I've put motherhood first. And so I've had to juggle working and being a full-time mom with young kids. And now that, um, they're coming to an age, uh, where I can kind of step out of that more, it's been interesting and still a journey yeah. um, mm-hmm. that I'm working on. But yes, a stylist is at heart what I consider myself. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's on set or wardrobe uh, or even just with my friends, that's that's what I do. Oh. That's just what my instincts are. Yeah. So No, that's sweet. That's oh, um, And it's a very uh, cool job because it can apply to so many different industries and um, positions. 
Um, right. So, how did you How did you get to where you are now, or how did you get to um, you know being a stylist? Right. So it's it's really interesting. Um, I after FITM, or actually my last week of FITM, right before I graduated, uh, I remember going to a job fair, got a job, I was hired before, right before we graduated, and I was 20 years old. Wow. It was with Guess, um, Guess Incorporated. I, mm. I was having a full-time salary before I even was of age, and um, it kind of like threw, it, threw itself at, at my face, and... Um, I had a full-on corporate office job at 20 years old with a salary and I just dove into it. But I was, it was, it was really intense, but it was so much fun because I don't, I look back and it was such a great time in my life. I I got hired as an assistant buyer Mm. and it wasn't just an average assistant buyer position. They were launching a new line, um, new stores, everything. And so they hired like a core group of people to only work on those specific stores. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was like the top of the top. We worked right along with the the owners of guests and our offices were right next door to him. We would walk up and talk every day. Like it was really something special. It wasn't wow. just a buyer's regular buyer position. Mm-hmm. And um, we did, we got a lot of special attention. We did our own shoots. We did our own, um, like we were, we were a core team that really got to do a lot more than most buyers do. Mm-hmm. And I got, um, a lot of photo shoot experience, a lot of just, um, style outs. We had constant, we were, we were involved in a lot of meetings that you don't always get to do. And I was a lot more hands-on with the head people that I learned a lot from. And it was a blessing because I was so young, but it was just like so much to soak in at the time. And that's all I did. I was just working, working, working. And it was a great, great season. Um, I learned from some, so many great people that I'm still in contact with today, um, some really amazing women and, and leaders. And, um, they, I don't know what it is somehow, you know, I always got invited to these photo shoots mm-hmm. and, um, ad campaigns and things that were just, it was basically styling without being a stylist. And as we were part of the accessory team for a while that we were at every shoot, we were on the models styling them on every shoot. And it was not our role, our paid role, but it was what we did because, you know, we were just trusted in that area and that was our team. And that's just what we did naturally. We all kind of jumped into a stylist role, even though that wasn't our paid position. It came with the job. And um, it was fun. It was, but I learned a lot from it. I was watching, you know, general managers and so many great people that I was around, um, you know, be basically stylists. I would have never thought like where I'm at now would have come from that, you yeah. know, cause that wasn't my, that wasn't my typical, the, the quote unquote goal. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a buyer. I wanted to be in fashion. Yes, of course. And I loved everything about that creative styling sense, but I didn't know what could come from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it opened a lot of doors. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Cause I mean, I think that we, um, as people who are on production a lot, mm-hmm. uh, you see those people, those people yeah. a lot you see you all the creative the, the people the who have been, branded stuff yeah all the yeah. Clients, clients of, of these yeah. production companies that are making things it's like it's cool because uh you are no, you're there. like why are all these people here yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool because yeah they're all fancy and beautiful and uh-huh. they look so nice and you're like that <laughs> is yeah how do you apply that when you're working with producers or when you're on a project uh, working with producers i think it's just knowing who you, knowing who you're working with, and the desired look. Um, you know, obviously budget comes in 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 uh, into play, 
But in my mind, um, I've learned that always having more to choose from and to work with and less is a, is a huge benefit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's funny when you get dressed, it's all about like how you feel right in the moment. If there's a fitting, it's one thing, you know, if it's been fitted and it's specific, but if the director is like, Hey, I'd like to try a new look than what we discussed. It's like, um, okay, let me just see what I have. So it's always better to have more and, um, yeah. just be prepared for anything. And I've always said like, you, you know, just whatever they need. It's like, yes, I will get that. I will make it happen. I don't have to care if I have to like run to the store right now, or I'll send an assistant and be like, just get whatever you can. We will return it if we don't use it. Um, you know, I've actually styled people that I've never actually been in the room with. And it's, that, that was like one of my hardest things is because you don't know what they look like. You know, I mean, you, you can have their, mm-hmm. their, their dimensions and their height and, you know, their coloring and all that via picture and, and stuff. But being in the room with someone is very different dressing them than versus a picture. You know, yeah, I had to ship yeah. a box of stuff one time and it was very challenging. I think one of my biggest challenges, even though it was very simple, simple wow. request, um, that was one of the most challenging ones. But as far as um, things to have, you know, I've learned over the years, there's a whole plethora of things that I didn't have in the beginning, you know, like just just having robes for when they're in between shots or um, having uh, some undergarments prepared in case something doesn't fit or in mm-hmm. case something breaks or in case, you know, having a full sewing kit, having all the things you need to clean a garment in case something is spilled, you know, if that's the only one you have or just, I mean, there's so many different things as far as the prep goes. Um, you know, it depends on how many prep days you have before shooting or, you know, whenever it's needed. I, I've had three days to prep and it's great and still on a hustle, you know, to find I've walked, you know, I've spent hours, eight hours straight walking a mall looking for one specific color of a garment. Like I had to find a maroon pair of track pants one year. And I swear I, I went into every store four times looking for this, you know, I mean, and I had like two hours. It wasn't even like I could order it. Wow. It was yeah. like, Hey, can you go get this? I had to go get it. And right. it was like, you dear God, show me these pants yeah. or I will buy some dye and go dye them at my house right now. <laughs> um, wow. so it, you know, sometimes it's crazy like that. And, you know, it's, it's almost like a good workout when you need to go do a quick spree like that. But, um, mm-hmm. other times, you know, there's some really great, um, yeah. uh, fashion houses where you can rent and that's the same, you know, it's, it's been interesting. I've been, pulled I pulled from them and then they're like I don't want any of it you're like okay okay let's do it again you know so there's so (laughs) many wild um stories that you can have and you know and and like I said it's it's a a, (laughs) getting dressed is emotional so if you're not working with a director that's very like black and white we need this 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 for this shot for this scene easy you know those are the ideal ones when it's more of an emotional person who's gonna wear something on the red carpet and they're like oh i just i changed my mind i don't like this or i don't want this color and you're like i just spent two days getting you all these dresses in this color and every all the accessories to go with it and now all of a sudden you're like let's just scratch it and start over you know it's very interesting you just have to be ready and i've learned that um so you told us about like um you know how did you get to where you are where do you want to be like where what's your dream job where do you you know see yourself in the next year or right right um you know that's a great question and it's such an open-ended question too with all this stuff that's going on right now you know it's almost like we have all these dreams and we've had these dreams and goals and aspirations for so long but now we're like okay what is tangible now with all this adjustment and what's happening um as far as 
you know, where I've gotten, I'm, I'm thankful that I had uh, my husband be in the production industry. He opened my eyes to a mm-hmm. lot. He kind of has shown me the other side of the mm-hmm. business. I didn't, you know, I was always, like I said, with the team doing the, the shoots and like dressing people, but I never really looked behind and said, Oh, there's a, you know, there's a cameraman. There's, there's a lighting yeah. guy behind me. There's all those things that I learned from the other side of him. And, um, as far as where I want to go, I would say, you know, I love styling. I, I could do it the rest of my life. I do it for myself. I dress my husband every day in a sense, you know, like I love, I just do it. I don't, I don't need to no, get paid for it. But oh, we see it on Instagram. Yeah. You guys <laughs> always, even your kids, like yeah. you guys are. Oh, my kids. No, my girls are turning into teens. They won't even let me touch their, what they're oh. wearing. <laughs> they're like, no, mom, I'm not going to wear that. Um, but thank you. But I, I, um, I love styling and it will never go away. I think I've had it. Like my mom said, like I've had it in me now that I look back, you know, forever. But, um, as far as where I want to go, I, I want to do what's best for our family. I know that our kids are getting older and things are getting more expensive. I don't want to be selfish and I'll work freelance like three gigs a year. And I want my family to excel and to just have abundance. So it's, it's me freelancing, maybe getting different jobs on top of it. Um, whether I can still channel my creative side in styling and also just make money somewhere else to where I can hustle and, you know, get them through college. (laughs) I don't know what it's going to be, but, um, just creating that outlet of having creativity is so key for me, whether it is through styling. I mean, I would love to continue working on sets, working wardrobe, working. I mean, Mm -hmm. I even, work with a lot of just friends and, you know, helping them feel good in what they're wearing and what they're purchasing and letting them understand. It's like, you just have to find your niche, but also end of the day, I tell people, you know, you got to be comfortable in your skin and whatever makes you comfortable and like, feel like you can walk tall and be express who you are in a, in a healthy way. You know, that's, that's important. That's the most important. So as far as where I'm going to go, I have no clue. I feel like it's figured itself out as this far, you know, I'm I'm in my mid thirties and it's like, I'm not worried. I feel like it's only going to get better. Yeah. And it's also nice to hear that from, you know, from, (laughs) I mean, from me myself, like, it's like, okay, I don't have to have it figured out, you know, it's going to play, it's going to work itself out. Yeah. And you can have a family and still, you know, be on set and, and, you know, like have a relationship and, um, that's that's super cool. Yeah. You talked, you know, about your relationship with your husband and how you work together. So Mm -hmm. what is it like working with him and are there any advantages or, you know? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really weird. Um, it just kind of was like, he was like, oh, you know, he has different shoots, different things. And as he was growing and, and getting bigger, he was looking at, well, I need to hire a stylist. And I was like, well, why don't, you know, we kind of were like, well, why don't I just do it? And and I would, I, I naturally just would just help him even if I was at home on the sidelines being like, hey, we should, you should, you should think about this. Or, you know, like we both always have our two cents to add into it. So um it kind of just lined up and was like, well, if you're going to pay someone, pay me. And he, and he trusts me, you know, so mm-hmm. he knows I can get the job done and do it at what he, he knows thinks where you is, live. is best. <laughs> exactly. So, um, he, you know, it just, it kind of, it kind of happened once and then it happened twice. And then it just, it just kind of was like, okay, this is easy. And why would we not do it? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we can also travel together, which is amazing. Um, and those are little perks. So, uh, um, why not have like, 
an extra getaway while you can, right? Well, you kind of just answered the the next couple of questions. We I have. know because we were going to ask you, how is it to be like a working mom in the industry? Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. You know, I mean, end of the day, I think it's a balance. I don't want my kids to feel a lack of love whatsoever, mm-hmm. but also that doesn't mean necessarily always holding their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to also find a balance of letting them see me working, let them respect me as a person and as a businesswoman and have them watch me have a passion and go for it and be successful. I think that's huge too. That, that That's something that every child can watch and learn more from than you just sitting at home making them dinner, you know? So there's a balance of being there mentally, physically, yeah, yeah. and emotionally. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's always a navigation of figuring it out. It's, um, you know, we don't know the ever the right ways and right the never the right answers to that mm-hmm. but it's just day by day and you know I think having open communication if they feel like they're having um you know a hard time with me being gone you know maybe we can work that out or or maybe they can have their dad around more or yeah. you know just yeah. or sometimes when I'm around it, it's worse you know they're like hey it's so much better when you're <laughs> gone and I'm like okay great you know let's figure oh. out what's best <laughs> And, um, you know, like there, there's times where they're like, oh, when are we going to get another babysitter? And I'm like, oh, OK, clearly, you know, <laughs> we need to have a better balance of that. Um, now, my mom was a single parent. And uh, looking back, like she gave me everything and more. I don't feel like I was ever lacking. And she hustled. And I don't ever feel like I saw her hustle, but she yeah. was always hustling. Oh, that gives me chills because my my mom, I grew up with a single parent and that happened yeah. to my mom too. Yeah. And I just remember having everything I had and it was because of her. I'm like, now that I, now that, you know, you, you kind of pointed that out, I'm like, how did she wow. provide, you know, like she, she hustled, but then I, I still saw her. Like I remember my, my whole childhood, it was just me and my mom. And it's like, how did you be there for all of my life, but also provided for us? Like, it's just... Wow. It's so touching. No, I feel that because my, my dad was a fireman and he worked in the city. So it was like three days at a time he'd be gone, one day back, two days gone. You know, I didn't grow up with a single mom. I was very grateful to have both parents. But it's like to see my mom have to go to work and then have to take care mm-hmm. of me. Wow. Just, yeah. Like I didn't. And I was just like living and enjoying my life yeah. <laughs> because she provided. Yeah, and actually going into that, you live in Los Angeles with young kids. What What is... The conversation like in like in the home about Hollywood right that's a great question um you know yeah being in LA every everything is um cutthroat in a sense I mean the industry I guess is more cutthroat or or you know comparing and 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 all of that and um it's been interesting because I think my kids weren't old enough to really be aware of what we were doing and, and why and, mm-hmm. and all that um, until just maybe the last couple of years, my two older girls are, um, will be 10 and 11 this year. And so they, you know, of course they're old enough to understand, to grasp all that. But, um, you know, I think the overall message we've given at home is be yourself, like just letting them know that Hollywood is a, is a yeah. not reality. And that's good. Um, I have someone knocking on the door. Hold on, two minutes, two minutes. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Um, um, Speaking of, um, just just balancing. um, Just 
keeping it, keeping the underline of be who you are and not what someone else wants you to be. And I mean, I feel like for the most part, me coming, trying to come back, really starting to work after being out of it for 10 years, being, you know, a stay at home mom for 10 years, I didn't work at all. And so now coming out of that, letting them know that we're, our purpose is not just what you know what um people want or or how people perceive us you know it's it's so much bigger than that and and we all have something to give and something to create so it's just letting them understand that it's it's not um the industry is amazing and creative and helpful for so many people but it's not the only priority it's not the only thing yeah. to focus on you know yeah. right i like what you said it's like it's not real life it's, it's not it's the life that you know you can like say hi to step into what about like creating right. a lookbook or a resume like how would you suggest someone do that if they're trying to enter into this even just like into the, just the fashion industry whether it's film or or yeah you know, just styling right well, um, coming out of, I feel like I'm going to date myself. My generation, we used to didn't, I mean, we didn't even have in the Instagram at the time. So, I mean, I, I still love to pull tears and stuff from magazines just cause that's how I, um, I, love that. I came about oh, and I love cool. having like a visual wall inspiration. Like that's just, as my husband does the same thing, we need it on the wall, old school, you know, it's a very old school, yeah. but, um, you know, translating into that now, I think just it's so interesting because so many people look at, you know, Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook or, or, you know, um, Twitter, all those things. And yeah, that can be a part of your portfolio or a part of who you are. But at the same time, everyone's like trying to just like pretend this is who I am, you know, mm, making yeah. this look like a perfect collage. And yes, it looks amazing. Yeah. But really, I think having a portfolio is who you are and right. not screenshotting a bunch of pictures, you know, like my my stuff is really just for my personal and the things that inspire me. Um, it's not just making it aesthetically look nice. Yeah. I mean, that's always a part of it creatively. But I think there's really, something um, deeper. Yeah. It needs to be who you are and what you can provide to the client. Mm-hmm. And that's not, shouldn't be the same for everybody, you know? And, right. Um, it should be, it feel like you so that they're choosing it, you it, and not just everyone. Right. Else. Right. And, and, um, you know, these days with, with all the content, you can do so much. Um, but it's just a matter of making, finding your own and, and as a portfolio, you know, I mean, some people have websites, some people have all different types of quote unquote portfolios that they use, mm-hmm. but, um, it's just finding what works. I mean, I know people who don't have portfolios and they're, yeah. they're killing it. They've been in the industry forever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So a lot of it's who you know and what you need and even having a portfolio isn't going to get you all the gigs you need, you know, like right. it's just, yeah. it's a combination of things. And like I always say, just like be who you are and the right things will come, you know, as in time. Yeah. So speaking of advice, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to be a stylist or have you you made any mistakes? You would be like, Oh, I I really would want someone to know so that they don't have to make the same mistakes I did. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, you know, as far as, um, just following your passion, if it's something that you love to do, you know, it just, work hard at it and it will, it will happen, you know? I mean, and sometimes it happens in the ways you don't ever think. I think sometimes we think that, oh, this is how so-and-so did it. So this is how I have to do it. You know, I have to follow these black and white steps, but, um, 
that's not how it always works. And if it's organic, it's going to be the best. So, or if it's forced, obviously it's not. So I think just, like I said, being true to who you are, but also representing yourself in a way that's you and not someone else, but also going for it. You know, don't be afraid to message somebody, email somebody, text somebody. That's one of my biggest things I've learned over the last 10 years of just getting older in general is like, why am I afraid to do something when I'm just going to get a no or yes? End of the day, it's worth that risk because a no is, it's simple. It's, you know, okay, great. I'll move to the next one. But if it's a yes, that's huge. And you're never going to know unless you ask. So why not put ourselves out there? Because life is too short. And I mean, even now I feel like we've learned that even more in quarantine. You know, everyone's human. We're all the same. It's the same equal playing field. Uh, you know, we all have different experiences, but that doesn't mean they're better than you for something or that's not what you've been meant to be or made created to be, you know, um, you just, you just gotta don't regret and just go for it because if you hold back, then it's, it's, it's not worth it in the long run. So, uh, yeah. So getting back into pandemic, so just a timestamp where you are right now and how many days in quarantine, um, have you been in? Um, so like we've been in for 70 and it's been, around, you've been around Yeah, We, I think you've hit 70 now. Yeah. We've celebrated two of my kids' birthdays. Oh, um, birthday. so that's, it's been fun. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, we've learned new things in this mm-hmm. time. And, um, I feel like my husband and I are really learning to pivot as far as work goes mm-hmm. and, you know, talking about the industry, looking at what's to come. Um, it's going to be a very different world. Do you have any thoughts about that? Have you heard anything of like what the new yeah. normal will look like? I mean, it's hard to predict. I know. It's so it's such an open-ended question. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I mean, there's different thoughts. I mean, my husband and I have been reading things where, you know, if there people, if there is uh film sets again or any type of that nature, people have to sign waivers that they go straight home and they come back and there's no running errands in between, you know, mm-hmm. and then checking, te- checking temperatures and, and I mean, even for the beauty industry, applying makeup and stuff with yeah. gloves and, and even just my girlfriend and I were talking about how the beauty industry, you know, you, you sample stuff on your hand and look mm-hmm. at the color and the texture before they put it on you and apply you to your, when you're on set, all that stuff is just, it's like going to be a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I hope we find a balance, a middle ground because it's so extreme right now. And mm-hmm. of course they do that for our protection, mm-hmm. but, um, I hope that we can find like something that's like, uh, you know, something that's doable yet not so intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as you know, in wardrobe, it's not too bad. I mean, now that I think about it, you know, you're not, you can stay at a distance in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there are still fittings. There are still things where, you know, you help people, you're hands-on engaged. Um, but I think it's going to, um, uh, affect the, the hair and, and makeup departments a lot. Um, but as far as my husband looking at a production side, you know, having to hire cleaning crews and, um, having extra, just extra things and less people on set, you know, probably and spaces and, and just all these different factors that you look at, um, when you need a big crew, usually standing all around in the background, that probably won't happen anymore, or it may at a smaller scale, you know, or just looking at how they do these big movies. 
and how they're going to have to maybe shoot in much less time, shorter time frames mm-hmm. versus, you yeah. know, three, four months. So it's just, it's just interesting to, to, to discuss and yeah. to debate all these things. Yeah. Um, which is okay. These things are doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everything's doable, but it's just going to change the way we see and do things. Yeah. Like, and, and it might, you know? yeah, forever possibly. And I know that they have things like, um, what is it? Quibi? That's like 15 minute um, yeah. entertainment now. And yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's already, we were already headed in that trajectory. And now we literally are headed in a, in a physically, physically slower, like, yeah, you know, physically more efficient, yeah. physically right. more, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like get in, get it out, be done because mm-hmm. the less movement and people and time goes by, then the better. Right. That's true. Gosh, and we already like moving fast. I really thought it would be moving slow, but mm-hmm. in the end, I think it's more so about speed. <laughs> it is. We're coming to the end of uh, the episode already, and we want to talk about ways to help. And you've mentioned a lot of things about ways that have been keep keeping you creative. Is there anything that you want to talk about? Um, we've more? talked about local business. We've talked about Hel- core. Yeah, helping um, like the community or mm-hmm. just like, you know, there are tons of ways, but do you have anything in mind? Um, you know, there are so many amazing companies and industries out right now. Um, I think like, first of all, staying connected in your community, whatever that is, um, you know, local neighborhoods, churches, businesses, supporting small businesses. Um, you know, I know so many independent business owners that, uh, gosh, I don't even know where, like, I don't even know where to start as far as just people hustling. Yeah. I feel like it's so, it's so refreshing to f- see how people have really, um, come out of their shell through this time too. And yeah. as far as small businesses and really pushed and, and supported each other. Um, but, uh, you know, I think just because my world right now is so, um, revolved around kids, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, making sure that kids are, you know, safe in their homes, in their communities, because it's just, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. You know, kids kind of are the silent partners to all, all the things. And, um, right. I, I just want, you know, cause that's going to be a generation that's going to come out of this yeah. and, yeah. um, that's going to reflect, you know, 10, 20 years down the road now from this. And, um, we want to make sure that we can pour into them because I don't feel like they know how to express how they're feeling in quarantine and, um, giving them that ability and giving them, um, a sense of voice just because even though they don't know how they're feeling or how, how to say that they're still feeling the way we feel. They just don't know it maybe, you know, and especially the little, little ones. So, um, just giving extra love. I feel like my, my kids and I have tried to make their friends little gifts and drop them off at doors and, and, you know, um, put posters up from our windows and just support, support families and kids around because, um, um, I think they're the ones that get, uh, not, um, you know, passed by. I, I don't yeah. think they, they get noticed that often. So yeah. Yeah. Right. That, Cause they don't have a voice yet. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. I think about my little sister and it's, I, I think now my, like my parents are trying to find like, like an, a better vocabulary, you know, for her to like describe how she's feeling. And it's super interesting how, you know, they're focusing on that. And I think that's so important. It's not, it, like, because like, families haven't taken it seriously in the past. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of right. been pushed aside. Yeah. Right. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a super, 
great point that you pointed it out. Yeah, it's good to focus on family and mm-hmm. um, and especially our future uh, politicians, our future mm-hmm. everything. I mean, they are our future, but they're also our present. I've always said that right. about kids, yeah. is that their voices matter too. And we have to be l- like listening to them and mm-hmm. hearing them and helping them, you know, uh, get their feelings out. Yeah. Um, and they're so. going to be running this world. <laughs> yes. So that's so. <laughs> scary, huh? Take care of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, hey, Carissa. We made it. We, uh, we have recorded another episode and we were so happy to have you on. Yes. Thank you so fun. much you for so making much. the time. And we, it was really a joy talking to you. Yeah. Oh, I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> love you. Thank you. Of course, of yes. course. Okay, thank you everyone. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes. And uh, rate us, give us five stars. Please do that. Um, and yeah, tell us something you like about the podcast or something you wanted uh, added or any mm-hmm. questions you want for future guests. Um, you know, we always like listening to those. Yes. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us and stay safe, everyone. Bye. Bye.